Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 5th, 2021. On this podcast, I get to share the word of God with you on a daily basis. Every weekday morning, we start our day with the word of God. I'm teaching a series right now entitled God is Faithful. I want you to know that, that God loves you and he's committed to you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And he will never turn his back on you. He is faithful to his word. He is faithful to the plans that he made for you from the foundations of the world. He is faithful to his promises. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that even when we are faithless towards God, God is faithful towards us for he cannot deny himself. When he looks at us, he sees what he planned for us from the foundations of the world, and he can't deny it. When Satan looks at you, Satan sees sin. When God looks at you, God sees his son. God sees that you're covered by the blood of his son. God sees that you're filled with his precious Holy Spirit. And God sees that you are called according to the plans and the purposes that he made for you from the foundations of the world. God is faithful. All right, so that said, let's get into the word for this morning. So I'm teaching a series inside of the series, inside of the God is Faithful series. I'm teaching a series entitled We Can Withstand and Overcome Anything. I want you to know that. Glory to God. You speak to me. Good morning, Craig. You speak to me for a few minutes. And you're going to feel like you could leap a tall building with a single bound. I'm an encourager. I'm like Barnabas, like the son of consolation. I'm here to build you up. I want you to know that you can withstand and overcome anything. This is part 16 of this series. And the title of today's message this is really important when I'm teaching today. The title of today's message is stop just being real with your words. Once again, stop just being real with your words. Let's talk about it. So we're in second Corinthians chapter four. Let's go through verses, you know, all the verses that we've been looking at. Uh, we're looking at verse one, verses seven through 13, verses 16 through 18. The Bible says now, beginning at verse one, now it's because of God's mercy that we have been entrusted with the privilege of this new covenant ministry, and we will not quit or faint with weariness. Now we are like common clay jars that carry around a glorious treasure on the inside. And this is so that the immeasurable power that's manifested through our lives, people can know that it's God and not us. Though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. At times we don't even know what to do, but we know this, quitting is not an option. We are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but we're not knocked out. We continually share in the death of Jesus in our own bodies so that the life of Jesus, the resurrection life of Jesus can be manifested through our own bodies. Now we consider living to mean that we are constantly being handed over to death for Jesus's sake. This is so that the life of Jesus can be revealed through our humanity. So then, death is at work in us, but is revealing life in you. Now, we have the same spirit of faith. This is where we are right now. Verse 13, I got stuck on verse 13, and we're not moving until the Lord tells me to move. We have the same spirit of faith that is described in the scriptures when it says, now, first I believe, then I spoke in faith. Well, guess what? We also believe, then we speak in faith. So no wonder we don't give up. For even though our outward man, we have an outer man and an inner man, our outer man is gradually wearing out. We have an inner man that's being renewed every single day, and we view our slight, short-lived troubles, we view that within the context of the light of eternity. We see our difficulties 
as the substance that is producing for us an eternal weight of glory that is far beyond all comparison because we do not focus our attention on the seen. We focus our attention on the unseen because we know that the seen is temporary. It is subject to change, but the unseen is eternal. I also want to add to this Luke chapter three, verses 43 to 45. I dealt with this a few days ago and the Lord led me to come back to it again today because of something someone said. So uh, Jesus said, a good tree cannot produce bad fruit and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. Now you can tell what kind of tree it is by the fruit that it produces. Now you cannot pick figs or grapes from thorn bushes. Good people do good things because of the good that's in their heart. Bad people do bad things because of the evil that's in their heart. And your words show what's in your heart. So a few days ago when I dealt with that passage, someone, uh, and I was dealing with the point that you and your words are one, someone responded and this is what they said. And this is what I'm going to deal with today. They said, this word is so good. You and your words are one. Wow. I never thought about it that way. That's deep. I thought I was keeping it real by telling it how it is. But I see now that I was actually canceling or nullifying my prayers. So I want to deal with this comment, this keeping it real comment. So what does this mean for you today? I have four things to share with you in this morning, and, and, and I'm going to pull the string on keeping it real. Let's talk about it. Four things. Number one, here we go. You ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Number one, you speak your reality, and this is a reality that is either based in this world or in God's realm. For days now, I've been teaching you how you're in two places at the same time, how your body communicates with this world, how the Holy Spirit communicates with God, and then you know you, you have to choose which one you're going to speak. And so the importance of your words are critical. Uh, I, I believe the Bible is very clear that we're going to have what we say. And so, so the, what we say is, is absolutely important. Like I'm going to have what, what I say. God has set up a system to where our words matter, but nobody's words matter more over my life than my own words. And so I have to be careful what I say, right? I, I know the Bible basically from 25 years plus studying the Bible I've come to an understanding that God does not want us to speak a single word that is contrary to what he's spoken over our lives. He doesn't want us to speak a single word that is contrary to his will. As a matter of fact, Jesus said that we're going to have to give account for every idle word. The word idle there in the Greek is a word that means unproductive. Uh, we're going to have to give account for every unproductive word, every idle word that we have spoken. That's how serious our words are. But whenever I deal with something like this, I inevitably run across some a Christian that says, hey, Rick, let me talk to you for a minute. What's up? Hey, Brother Pena or Rick, you know, whatever. Hey, you know, uh, I hear what you're saying about, you know, talking and I'm supposed to say what I want and all this stuff and all that, but I'm just keeping it real. I just got to keep it real. You know, uh, I know you could do all that, but I'm just saying, I just got to keep it real. I got to say what's really going on. Right. And so when I hear that, I, I'm looking at a person that doesn't understand faith and definitely doesn't understand what I'm teaching right now. And sometimes I'm able to minister to them and really teach them. And sometimes they don't want to hear it. Sometimes they do. But here, let, to be clear, if you're just going to say what you see with your natural eyes, that's a major problem. Jesus taught that our words expose what's going on in our heart. So if all we're going to say is what we see with our natural eyes, then what 
our words are exposing to everybody is that that's what we believe. What we see with our natural eyes, that has become our reality and we've accepted it. So, so we basically have resigned ourselves to the situation. We have accepted it as you, you have accepted it as your truth or your reality when you speak only what you see with your natural eyes. And then if you say, well, I'm just keeping it real, then yeah, you're right. You are keeping it real to you. You are, you are telling me with your words, what is real to you. Remember, I keep teaching you that, that what God is revealing to you on the inside has to be more real to you than what you see with your natural eyes, but obviously is not more real to you. If all you're going to speak is what you see with your natural eyes. So in, in the scripture, we see Jesus, we see the apostles all the time encounter situations where they saw something with their natural eyes, but the Holy Spirit was speaking something else to them on the inside. It was like another reality. And then they spoke what the Holy Spirit was leading them to say, not what they were seeing with their natural eyes. And as a result, the earthly situation changed to match their divine reality because they had a different reality on the inside. And what was inside was more real to them than what they were seeing with their natural eyes. And they spoke what they believed. They first believed, then they spoke. And guess what? The natural situation had to change to the divine reality that was on the inside of them. Let me say it this way. If you're in a bad situation and all you're looking at the bad situation and all you're going to do is say the bad situation or you're telling me, hey, this is what the doctor says. This is my reality. I'm just keeping it real. I'm just, you know, I'm tired. All these church people want to come pray for me and all that, but I just need to keep it real. Okay, well, then our prayers are not going to work. Because what's happening is you have accepted that as your reality and you're speaking your reality and you're speaking what you believe. And so now what you see with your natural eyes is more real to you than what God is trying to reveal to you in the spirit. And so when you say, I'm just keeping it real, what you are saying, what you see with your natural eyes, and you're going to continue to have what you see with your natural eyes. So Jesus said, what? Your words are exposing to everybody on the outside what's happening on the inside of you. Your words are telling on you. Your words are telling us that that's your reality. To experience what God is revealing to you in your heart, I'm going to try to not get excited today because I really need to teach this. For you to experience what God is revealing to you in your heart, look at me. You're, you're in a situation right now, maybe. God is revealing something to you in your prayer closet that's different than the situation that you see with your natural eyes. So now for you to see the manifestation of what God is revealing to you in your heart, you must have the courage and the faith to say what you believe. You must have the courage and the faith to say what you believe. Because if, if you can say what you believe in this world, even, even though you're saying, like you're not going to say what you see in this world, you're saying what you believe in your heart, then guess what? The world will change. Eventually, the world will change to line up with what what God is revealing to you in your heart, it is a manifestation of God's reality. So I'm going to teach this. All right, number two, our God is a God who speaks what he desires to come to pass, not what he sees in the natural. So, so to drive home this point, the point that I'm making, we're going to look at God the Father as an example. Then we're going to look at God the Son as an example. All right, so let's deal with God the Father first. And I'm taking my time. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 and 3, from the Passion Bible, it says, faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke in the invisible realm, gave birth to everything that you see right now. My God. So, so, so God spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to everything that you can see 
Why? Because God spoke words. God spoke. I, I, I know that a lot of Christians don't understand what I'm teaching right now, the importance of your words. God literally created everything in the universe by speaking words. If you look at Genesis chapter one, you will see that God said, and God said, and God said, and God said, and then God saw everything that he said. And in every account, watch this, in every account, God did not speak what was the what was in the natural. God did not speak what he saw with the natural. He spoke what he desired. And guess what? It came to pass. God looked at darkness and God didn't say, now people say, oh, I'm just keeping it real. Okay, fine. Then if God was just keeping it real, God would have looked at darkness and said, man, it sure is dark out there. No, God looked at darkness and spoke light. God looked at chaos and spoke order. You know what I'm saying? So you got to see what God did. God saw one thing, one reality, but he didn't speak what he was seeing with his natural eyes or, or in the natural. He spoke what he desired and everything he spoke came to pass. God looked at the water and he called forth fish from the water. God, God looked at the ground and he called forth every herb yielding seed from the ground. The entire planet was framed and created by God speaking words. And in every account, God's, there was one reality that was a natural and God didn't speak what the natural was. God spoke what he saw in the spirit. God spoke, spoke what he wanted. God was keeping it real, but God wasn't keeping it real by just speaking what he saw. God was keeping it real by speaking what he desired. And I, I, don't, I think a lot of Christians don't understand this. I'm going to keep it real by speaking what I believe. I'm going to, what's on the inside of me is more real to me than what I see with these eyes. And so, yes, I'm actually keeping it real. When I speak what I desire, I'm actually keeping it real when I'm speaking what I see in the spirit, even though it may not line up with what people down here are seeing. And they might think, oh, OK, well, he's a little bit off. OK, I understand that. <laughs> you just don't understand. I can't explain. You Listen, listen, do not waste time trying to explain spiritual things to unspiritual people. The Bible says in first Corinthians chapter two that this stuff is foolishness to them. What I'm saying right now doesn't make any sense to somebody that's not born again. So don't try to explain spiritual things to unspiritual people. You got spiritual things are for spiritual people. And so, so I'm trying to communicate spiritual things to people that are tuning in on a daily basis so that you can build yourself up and live in the spirit. Say amen to that. Number three. So number, uh, God calls those things that are not as though they are. God calls those things that are not as though they are. This is from Romans chapter four and verse 17. And so we serve a God that calls those things that, that be not as though they, they, as though they are. Why? Because speaking what you see in the natural is never going to change what you see in the natural. If all you do is speak what you see in the natural, then you're always going to have what you see in the natural. So l l let me keep pulling the string on this. God looked at a barren couple. Abram and Sarai, right? These, they didn't have no kids. God looked at a barren couple and called them the father of many nations, right? Called them or the parents of many nations. Guess what? They became what God said. God looked at a coward, Gideon, called him a champion. Guess what? He led a mighty re revolution. God looked at a young boy, Jeremiah, called him a prophet. He rose up and spoke truth to power. God looked at a young shepherd boy, David, called him a king. He went on to lead Israel and become a man after God's own heart. God looked at a young boy who didn't know what was going on. Joseph, God gave him a dream. The dream became the driving force for his life. Watch this. He kept the dream alive 
through the pit phase, through the Potiphar phase, through the prison phase. He never said, let me just keep it real and I'm locked up in prison. And that I guess this is my reality. No, he kept the dream alive. And one day the dream came to pass. He got promoted from prisoner to prime minister in one day. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because he was keeping it real by keeping the dream of God alive in his heart. God looked at a man who was living in the wilderness, who thought he had ruined his life, Moses. And he, he thought he had disqualified himself from God's best. And God said, no, 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 I'm calling you to lead my people out of Israel, uh, out of Egypt. And he became a leader of millions of people. God looked at a virgin. Mary called her the mother of our Lord. Guess what? She believed God. She And guess what? She opened up her mouth and she said, be it unto me according to thy word. And she got pregnant. The impossible came to pass. God looked at a fisherman, Peter, and called him to become a fisher of men and he led the New Testament church. God looked at a terrorist Paul and called him to be an evangelist for the same movement that he was fighting against and he went on to start churches all over Asia Minor and write half the New Testament. Listen be like your heavenly father don't speak what you see with your natural eyes speak what you see in the spirit and before long you're going to have what you say. Number four as I close let me just deal with what Jesus did. We'll use Jesus as an example and then we'll wrap this up for today. The father called those things which be not as though they were. Well, guess what? Jesus, the son, did the same thing. Jesus called those things which be not as though they were. So Jesus walks up to a man who had been paralyzed for 38 years. Jesus didn't keep it real by saying, man, that's a long time. Man, you can't walk. Man, no. Jesus said, Jesus spoke what he desired. Jesus said, get up, take up your bed and walk. And the guy got up, he took up his bed and he walked. Jesus looked at 10 lepers, right? 10 lepers came. Jesus wasn't keeping it real by saying, oh man, you guys got a lot of leprosy. Whoa, that thing is all over your body. Jesus didn't speak what he saw in the natural. Jesus said, you are clean. Go. They was like, well, no, he said, no, go. You're clean. Go. And as they were walking away, boom, they, they, they got brand new skin, skin like a baby. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because he was speaking a different reality. Jesus looked at a dead man. Lazarus, who had been dead for four days, his body was already stinking. Rigor mortis had set in. When they opened up the stone, whoa, the stench came out. And so he looked at that. He didn't say, man, that dude sure is dead. He said, Lazarus, he said, get up. And boom, Lazarus popped up like a mummy. He still had that, that the, 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 the cloth wrapped up around him. And he said, loose that man and let him go. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got to, he spoke what he believed. He wasn't walking around just saying, oh, wow, look at this situation. Oh, wow, look at that situation. God, we already looked at many times how in Mark 11, Jesus looked at a fig tree. He didn't say, wow, there's a lot of green leaves. No, he said, you're dead. And he spoke to it. And 24 hours later, the fig tree dried up. Here's my point. I'm going to close with 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7, I'm going to give this to you from the easy to read version. We've been studying 2 Corinthians chapter 4 going through the whole thing. Well, in the next chapter, in the very next chapter, this is what Paul said from the easy to read version. He says, we live, li listen to this. He says, we as believers, we live by what we believe is going to happen, not by what we can see. This is, we walk by faith, not by sight. The easy to read version says, we live by what we believe God is speaking to us, what we believe is going to happen, not by what we can see. There's some things that we can see in the natural. Okay, I can see that. I'm not just going to say what I see, but if I just say what I see, I'm never going to change what I see. If God has given me a different reality on the inside, then I have to say what God is speaking to me. I have to say, I have to have the courage to speak words of faith from a believing heart. This is how I withstand and overcome anything. 
I'm in a situation. I'm in a reality. I have an earthly reality. I'm not denying that, hey, you know, the doctor said this. My body may have a sickness or a disease. I'm really in the situation. I'm in a bad financial situation. Whatever the situation is, I'm acknowledging this is a bad situation. This is the reality of this world. But God is speaking to me another reality in my spirit. And I have the courage. I have the faith to say what I believe. I'm going to open up my heart and say what God is saying to me, even when it doesn't line up with what I see with these natural eyes, even when it doesn't line up with what people around me are saying, I'm not going to be moved by what I see. I'm only going to be moved by what God is saying. And that's how we keep it real. You got it? All right, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice. This is keeping it real for real. Uh, I want you to lift up your voice and declare this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. I level up by speaking the language of faith daily. I now realize that I'm living in two realms at the same time. My body communicates with this world through my five physical senses. My spirit communicates with your world through the Holy Spirit. I then choose which one I'm going to believe and speak. I declare that I'm going to keep it real from now on, not by speaking what I see with my natural eyes. I'm going to keep it real by speaking what I see in the spirit. Because what I believe in my heart is more real to me than what I see with my natural eyes. This is why I keep saying, Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button on the top right, and put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I tried to contain myself this morning because I really needed to teach this. This is something you really got to get. Maybe you need to watch this. Again, do me a favor, two things. Go into the chat. If this message was a blessing to you, go into the chat and leave me some comments because I go back and I read those and then share this message right now or on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. I will see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.